Hey guys, welcome to Performance Medicine Audio. This is another episode of Dictations. Um, in this conversation, Dr. Rogers talks about our healthcare system. He describes a couple of examples he heard this week in the exam rooms that uh, that I think perfectly describe what's going on in the, the current healthcare system. Um, it's fascinating. Um, I learned a ton. I think you guys will learn a ton. Uh, not only are we going to you know, hear some of the bad sides of it, but I think from the conversation we can learn how to respond to it in a way that uh, gives uh, us as patients uh, more control over your health care. Um, so this conversation is really cool. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, thank you guys for being here and coming over from the doctor's note. If you came from the email, um, if you're uh, coming straight from iTunes, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, it means a lot to us. Uh, please enjoy the conversation and we'll see you next week. Hey everyone, it's Thanksgiving weekend and I'm sitting here with Dr. Rogers and I think you had some experiences this week this week uh, that made you think of the healthcare system in its current state and it's something that I'll always like to ask you about. Um, tell me a little bit about what's on your mind. Well, I'm just thankful that um, I'm able to practice the type of medicine I've practiced for the last 13 years. Um, the previous 20 years were pretty much... Uh, traditional medicine, uh, working with uh, within the insurance uh, constraints and within big groups, and so for the past thirteen years, I've just been thankful that my business has been successful. Number one, and number two, that I've become a much more open physician, and I think my patients get a lot more out of their visits with me than they do um, if they go within the system. I just was reminded three times this past week of examples why um, I'm glad I'm not having to do that anymore and how hard it is for a patient to navigate their problems with within the way the system is today. So talk to me a little bit about that. Like where are patients having the most problems and what can they do about it? Like, what suggestions do you give these patients for navigating the healthcare system? Well, it seems like to me that patients really don't have a lot of control over their own health care. I mean, they may be assigned to a primary care doctor um, who uh, they may not want to see in the first place. And then if they have to see a specialist, then they may have to wait months to see somebody who is not going to help many more than the primary care doc did, and who they're going to spend a lot of time and probably a lot more money, you know, chasing down something that um, if they look into it that they didn't want to do anyway. Well, one thing that you know we've talked a lot about is the lack of time that doctors have with patients. Um, they don't have time to listen. So what they do is they go by you know pretty much a script and they're putting everybody on the same thing. If you're a patient, how do, you, how do you deal with that? I think you hit the nail on the head right there when you say uh, they're not listening. Um, I'll give you some great examples. And just in the past week of what three different patients have told me, um, of course the names will, will not be there to protect the innocent, <laughs> both patient and doctor. But... Um, Anyway, so these are really interesting. The first one that really hit me pretty hard was that um, one of my patients went to see a rheumatologist 
um, out of the area, and she has severe rheumatoid arthritis, so it really bothers her. And this patient stays up with things. I'm a very intelligent lady, and um, she um, wasn't, you know, she was hurting all the time. And so she went to a, a specialist, uh, finally got in after months of waiting. And the, when the guy came in the room, um, he glanced at her chart and then had, at his watch and said, we have seven minutes to spend with you, so uh, I need to. You need to tell me what you want me to do. Um, so uh, the patient was kind of shocked that she only had seven minutes. So she mentioned that she might want to try uh, low dose naltrexone for her rheumatoid arthritis, which um, is kind of an alternative treatment, but definitely works in most cases, and it's very inexpensive to try it. It's completely harmless. So she asked about it, and he immediately said, um, you know, I don't do that kind of alternative therapy, so if you're wanting something like that, you need to go somewhere else. Uh, he, he goes, I, I want to uh, put you back on the Humira that, you, uh, that may help you. And she goes, I've tried Humira, and... It, you know, it not only caused me severe side effects, but it also is priced at about $3,000 a month. So um, he glanced at his watch and said, that's about all the time we have today. You can take it or leave it. So, of course, she left it, plus she'll never go back to that doctor again. So, um, and I told her she was smart not to go back. If she needs another specialist, she needs to find somebody that will listen to her. What like what's a patient to do in in a situation like that? You know, I, I guess like you said, it's it's find another doctor for one. You know, that's clearly not going to work. But but why? Also, I'll ask another question. Why do you think the doctor responded that way? Um. Well, probably because he didn't know much about low dose naltrexone. He had seven minutes. Um, he needed to write a prescription and get out of the room. So he, he wasn't concerned about cost or listening to the patient. So that was the mistake. I, here's another great example of something very similar. Um, I had another patient that um, I had done a Boston heart panel on, which is one of the best things, as you know, I do in my office. It's a very comprehensive um, cardiovascular, genetic, inflammatory, vitamin, hormones analysis that really um, I can find a lot about a patient by looking at this panel. And so I went over it in detail. I usually spend 30 minutes at least on that, probably longer um, if it's your first visit. But in any event, um, so I knew this was a cardiac patient and um, had stents in. And uh, I asked him, do you still see your cardiologist once a year, um, which I recommended? And he goes, yeah, I see him once a year. And I, matter of fact, I'm going, uh, I'm going to go back uh, next week. And, um, and I said, well, you know, just take this blood work in so he doesn't have to do any more blood work. Everything's on here, the size of your cholesterol particles, how inflamed they are, and your liver function, everything that he needs to know is right here. You don't need any more blood drawn. So he goes into his cardiologist and gives him the test and says, uh, here's the Boston Heart panel. And um, the cardiologist looks at it, 
and throws it in the trash can and said, this is BS. And I just was dumbfounded. And I started laughing because I thought it was hilarious. And I, so I started thinking. And the, meanwhile, the patient said he'll never go back to this guy. Um, and I don't blame him. So I started thinking to myself, what kind of doctor would do that? And the answer really I figured out was two things. Number one, he didn't know how to interpret the test. There's too much stuff on there. He didn't have the time or knowledge to go over everything with the patient. And number two, he probably just wanted to run his own uh, smaller panel that maybe generated some income for the practice or, or he's just so used to it he doesn't know how to uh, open his mind and, and uh, learn other things. But I thought it was pretty funny, really, but I felt sorry for the patient. Probably should feel sorry for the cardiologist, too, because the patient will never go back there, and you can't blame them. So, it's interesting. I'm, I'm just, as you're talking, it, it, it seems, it, it feels like healthcare is going in a direction where, where patients are going to start making their own choices. And you, you know what I mean? They're going to have to go in educated, um, and they're going to have to find doctors who are like minded as themselves. Well, you know, um, the smart ones will. Uh, the unfortunate parts, the, the, the the general masses, you know, don't probably are not educated enough to, to realize that they have to take control of their own health care and do some some of their own digging. Another great example happened again this week. Um, a one of the thyroid patients uh, had come in uh, to me as a new patient, wanting me to regulate her thyroid for her, and she had been put on levothyroxine. Um, which is a synthetic T4 product that is used by most doctors. and um, But she felt terrible on it. And she's actually gaining weight, feeling worse, and not even treating her thyroid. So she finally got a, in to see an endocrinologist, um, waited months to get in to see him. And the first thing she said was that I would like to, try armor thyroid you know i have some friends that take this and this uh synthroid levothyroxine just make me feel terrible and he goes i don't use armor thyroid um you know this is what we're going to use uh levothyroxine and if your tsh is okay then you're good you're just going to have to live with it so here again the patient's never going to go back to that endocrinologist um and they came to somebody who would actually listen and, and try something that uh, will probably work a lot better. So the key is here for me not to, I'm not cutting down other doctors. It's not the intention at all. It's just that doctors um, are under a lot of constraint, not only by their own groups, their the insurance companies, uh, you know, what they were taught, what they're listening to by drug reps and you're pushing their products. You know, they just don't realize that there's a lot of other stuff out there that you can you can do that's maybe better for the patient. So um, it's a hard position uh, for the doctor to be in. But when he doesn't know something, he tends to poo-poo it. And it's a very hard position for the patient to be in because they're not feeling well on that medication. And they, they, want, they have researched it, talked to other people who have gone on chat forms, whatever. You know, you got to be careful with that sometimes. But a lot of times it opens up a lot of new alternatives for them. Um, so it's interesting. Those three cases have come in in the last week or two. 
And I think that that's a that's a great place to end it right there. Uh, one more thing. You got one more thing. Well, yeah. One other thing I want to mention is that when you do seek out other care, um, one common mistake is, like, if you see a specialist, they're likely to hit you with the, the heavy artillery, um, you know, in other words, pull out all the stops. Uh, a GI doc may put you on an acid reducer um, like Nexium or Protonix, whatever, uh, and it'll help you. But And then you assume that, and then you go back to another doctor, a regular doctor, and you assume you have to take this medicine for the rest of your life. And so you, then you go to see another specialist for something else, and you know they, they may put you on a statin maybe or, you know, or, or just kind of shotgun you on another medication without knowing the full story. And are you, your sugars aren't controlled well enough, and you see a doctor, and they add insulin to your metformin. And here you are, you know, maybe for the rest of your life taking a, a an acid blocker that will could cause osteoporosis, could cause C. diff infections in your intestine, and you may have needed it for a short period of time, but before you long, you're on it for years, and it's really causing problems. Same thing with statins. You might not need a statin. Uh, you may not need insulin. You may just need to cut down your carbs. Um, you know, I'm all for medications, and I, I can tell you right now, I. I will take a medication. If I get an infection, I'm going to take an antibiotic. You know, if I get temporary heartburn, I'm going to take an acid blocker. But I'm going to get off of them as soon as I can, and I'm, not, I'm going to look at everything I'm taking. So be careful with your medications. How long are you supposed to take that medicine? Why are you taking it? So ask yourself that question, and then ask your doctors that question. I think that's the key takeaway right there uh, with this whole thing as far as taking control of your health. Um, Dr. Rogers, thanks for your time, um, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, man.